The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Then he said, A man had two sons, and the younger son said to his father, Father, give me a share of your estate that should come to me. So the father divided the property between them. After a few days, the younger son collected all his belongings and set off to a distant country where he squandered his inheritance on a life of dissipation. When he had freely spent everything, a severe famine struck that country and he found himself in dire need. So he hired himself out to one of the local citizens who sent him to his farm to tend the swine. And he looked to eat his fill on the pods on which the swine fed, but nobody gave him any. Coming to his senses, he thought, How many of my father's hired workers have more than enough to eat, but here I am dying from hunger. I shall get up and I and go to my father, and I shall say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as you would treat one of your hired workers. So he got up and went back to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. So he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. And his son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But his father ordered his servants quickly, Bring the finest robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Take the fattened calf and slaughter it. Then let us celebrate with a feast because the son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. Then the celebration began. Now the older son had been out in the field and on his way back, as he neared the house, he heard the sound of music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked what this might mean. The servant said to him, Your brother has returned, and your father has slaughtered the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. He began angry, and when he refused to enter the house, his father came out and pleaded with him, He said to his father in reply, Look, all these years I have served you, and not once did I disobey your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat to feast on with my friends. But when your son returns and swallowed up your property with prostitutes, for him you slaughtered the fattened calf. He said to him, My son, you are here with me always. Everything I have is yours. But now we must celebrate and rejoice because your brother was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. Queen Elizabeth passed away this week. A woman that served 75 years in the public eye as the Queen of England. In her way, she was faithful to God to the end. May she rest in peace. A beautiful drawing of her I saw, a cartoon drawing, of her walking away with these words. I've done my duties, Paddington. Take me to my husband. Today I would like to highlight that our readings can be seen through the prism of family. We have two sons and a father 
And to complete the picture, we can imagine the mother quietly in the background providing for her husband the support and the wisdom of wise woman as he navigated the challenges of their children. It's always helpful to remember that Jesus lived in a very specific time in history with very different cultural realities that goes without saying. As your priest, I am not distant from your anxieties and perplexities because you tell me about them in confession, in between masses, and in so many other ways. And I carry these with me in prayer because that's my job. Pope Francis never tires of talking about the importance of family. He himself came from a strong family where his faith was formed by his parents and his grandparents. And he is acutely aware of the struggles we have to maintain united families in our world. As we journey through the readings, let's be attentive of how God, how much God touches us through our family members. Let us not be afraid of asking our Lord to increase our desire to love all the members of our family, especially the one with whom I am struggling with the most. Let us even go so far as to ask the grace of reconciliation, as we sang in the Alleluia verse. God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Father, forgive them. Father, give me the share of your estate that should come to me. What happened to this boy who turned against his family and his father? Was it the pressures from his friends to leave home? Was it the bad influences that surrounded this young man? Did the devil get into his spirit and take him off the straight and narrow? We are all prone to distractions to the point of losing our way. This young man surely had lost his way. Who in their right mind tells their father, give me the share of your estate that should come to me? The son's return to the father was also imperfect. He was hungry. He was lonely. He was cold. He knew that his father's servants were well taken care of and he desperately needed some tender love and care. But inside this human need, he began to realize he had made a big mistake. The contrition was forming inside of him as he walked home. And this is exactly what happened in the first reading. They have soon turned aside from the way I pointed out to them, making for themselves a molten calf and worshipping it. They had truly lost their way. So we are faced with a problem, my my dear people. And it's as common as the air we breathe. There are a lot of casualties out there. As, the Pope Francis, as Pope Francis has mentioned, the world is a field hospital. And this hospital is right in the middle of our families. When he was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. The father so beautifully depicts the attitude of our heavenly father. There is not a day that goes by that he doesn't think about his son. He prays for him every day. That he will be okay 
and that maybe, just maybe, he will return. He was, in effect, waiting for him as he saw him a long way off. How many of our fathers here at St. Joseph are constantly worried and praying for their children? It largely goes unnoticed by their children, but I see it. Fathers making visits to the outside statues we have around the grounds. I see them lighting candles or lining up for confession. May this never change. Today, men of St. Joseph's, may you discover here a place of refuge and a place of consolation for all your concerns and worries. When your children fall off the track, you can wait for them here. These readings are all about the merciful and loving God. Don't be afraid to walk back, no matter what you've done or where you've been. It was going to take a long time for him to be fully incorporated back into his family. There were serious consequences for his actions. The father would have to navigate this with his son. But he needed him back to begin the work. It's the same today. We need to bring our brothers and sisters back to the church so the church can begin to sort it out. Is this not what Moses did for the stiff-necked Israelites? But Moses implored the Lord, his God, saying, O Lord, should your wrath blaze up? Why should your wrath blaze up? All these years I have served you, and not once did I disobey your orders. This one is very sad, because it looked like from the outside he was very happy living his life normally, but deep down there was a growing resentment toward his family and his father. This too happens today. He was going through the motions of fulfilling all the family obligations and duties, But no one realized how unhappy he was. I believe more than ever, the story told by our Lord should invigorate us to create spaces and places for our children to express what is going on in their hearts. Speaking out, giving voice to their feelings and not being ashamed of them or afraid of them. But remember, it's a two-way street. Young people... Your parents are not perfect. They will make mistakes. Parents, your children are not angels. And they will make mistakes just like you did. But together you will be able to pick up the pieces and with his grace make all things new. So the key to understanding all of this is let's be merciful to each other. Practice. Practice being merciful. Practice being merciful to yourself. And ask the God to receive the grace of his mercy. Possible takeaways. In my community, in our community, so every now and again we, we get together and we have a highs and lows. So everyone just sort of says their highs and their lows. How are, things, how are you and how are you doing? You could do the same. Find time to sit down with your parents and let them know how you're doing. 
Don't assume that they know. They've forgotten what it's like to be young. And of course, well, let's not be afraid of each other. Like young people, don't be afraid of the older ones. Older ones, don't be afraid of the young ones. Come together, crisscross, find each other. Say something. Well, so what is your name? Something so simple like that. I'm going to remember your name. Because you did a good job today. That's nine minutes. So we'll stop there. And here's my final exhortation. This happened last week when I was in Whiteville. And I felt like, okay, I need to do it here too. We have just had the readings. Father's done his best to go through them. But the readings are really important for this week. Now, most Catholics, after Mass, they've already forgotten the readings. 90% of you, if I hadn't kind of done this, you would have forgotten. Don't let that happen. In fact, I would like it to be my, um, my legacy, if you like. My legacy would be that every Sunday you come back having lived the readings out whether you can remember them or not but that you have actually tried to live them out that would be a great gift now the gospel this week is easy so you don't have to sort it like the prodigal son just let it flow over you during the week come Wednesday you should be sitting down saying okay how has the prodigal son story played itself out in my life this week and then hopefully you'll remember the Old Testament, the, the molten calf. Well, that was a crazy idea, right? Or St. Paul, who was the worst of the worst of the worst, and he became the one that we read every Sunday 2,000 years later. Co figure. So that can be you and me. No one's going to know what you do out there, but God does. But how do I know what God wants me to do? It's the readings on Sunday. That's how you know what to do. The Lord inclines his ear to us and hears our voice in supplication. United in faith, we turn to the Father with our prayers. For the church, her leaders, and all the faithful, that all may be blessed with wisdom and devotion, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. To those who hold public office, that those who hold public office will imitate the goodness of God who secures justice and rights of all the oppressed. We pray to the Lord. For special blessings on husbands and wives that their marriages will witness to the goodness of the gospel and bless their families. We pray to the Lord. That the dignity of human life will be protected in our laws, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Today's Mass is being offered for the people of the parish. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who are sick or infirmed and for their caregivers, that God in his mercy will draw close to them and raise them up, we pray to the Lord. Lord, 
for the repose of the souls of all the faithful departed, that through our prayers and those of the Blessed Mother, they may join the saints in heaven. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed Pray for also for those impacted by September 11th, two decades ago. That God will bless their families and those who perished will find themselves in the glory of heaven. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Loving Father, you are gracious, just, and merciful. When we are brought low, please save us through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. 